0: Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, the show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand some trends, know enough to start a conversation, or just know what someone is talking about, we are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and I am joined by Super Spider Dan. How are you, sir?
1: I'm super, super good, and uh, super, I'm a super person, super man, if you will, Super Spider Dan. Uh, Super Spider-Dan stories is what I'm all about, and that's what you're going to get.
0: Love it. That's what we are here for today. We are talking about a character which I... I was going to say I know a little bit about, but that's not really true. I know kind of the movie, and that's about it. We are talking about Venom. Venom,
1: Venom, 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 Venom. As as Eminem would pronounce it. Venom, Venom. Uh, yes venom um so as you know i'm uh uh, with my name i'm obviously a big spider-man fan and venom is kind of you know believe it or not actually venom debuted the month of my birth no kidding yeah which is which is interesting um so his very first appearance technically his first proper appearance it's if you, I, I'm not going to get into the creation of Venom because it's very confusing and there's a lot of hands in the pot and a lot of people mm. consider that they created the character before Todd McFarlane and, and I think it's Dave Michelinie who created mm. the character, technically co-created the character, but there was appearances technically of the symbiote before and the symbiote went on these shadowy figures and that's implied to be Venom or somebody else maybe. They didn't, hadn't decided. Um But it dates back all the way to The Secret Wars, which again is named, the podcast is named after. And basically during that big crossover event, which was created to uh, self-action figures of all things... and uh, we get all the villains transported to a world by a godlike figure called the Beyonder, and they, the winner of the these battles on Battle World, as it was called, Prattle World. Get it? Get it? Um, it's all coming together. It's all coming together, man. It's all coming together. Um, and uh, we, they would get their their desire, their wish. Um, wow. I, w- I won't go too much into that, but there's a moment in the. Uh, in the comic where Spider-Man meets the new Spider-Woman who is in a white and black outfit. Um, okay. So he's like, oh, okay, that's a pretty cool outfit. He goes to uh, to this room where all the other, basically they're all battle-weary, their costumes have been destroyed. They go into a room and there's a manufacturing machine which makes costumes. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just go in and I'll fix my costume. Spider-Man goes over to the machine, but what comes out is a black ball of, mm. of liquid. Which goes on him and replicates Spider Woman's outfit on him. He's like, "Oh, I must have been subconsciously influenced by Spider Woman's outfit." Hmm. Um, and it's a totally different outfits. It's, it's iconic now. It's black, white, and you've got the white white on the back of the hands, and and legends are made. So the original Alien symbiote, the Alien costume saga, as they called it. Um, led to peter going back with this costume it produces its own webs it, it can change its appearance to normal clothes you know there's all sorts of cool little things it could hmm. it could be uh and uh and he kept it for some time until uh reed richards uh told him it was alive <gasps> it's a symbiote so it is uh, bonding to peter and it will uh eventually be permanently melded to him and take over his life potentially so in those early issues you you didn't get a sense that the um because venom wasn't a thing mm. this aggression and anger and all these negative emotions that came out were not a thing early on because they didn't know what they were doing with the character. They didn't know that Venom was coming later down the line. Right. So it was not. It, it's very much in the movies. It's in the cartoons and everything. And that it's a bad thing. That the Venom costume, the symbiote, the alien symbiote costume, is a bad thing. But early on, that wasn't the case. All it did was kind of. um it took over and it did stuff on its own. Like he would go swinging in the middle of the night and he'd wake up and he'd be knackered and he'd be like, Oh God, I've slept for 12 hours. What's happened? You know? And, and it's the costume is going off and doing its own thing, wearing, he's wearing Peter effectively as the costume in a sense. That's a creepy thought. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, and then uh, Reed Richards takes it off, uses a sonic cannon, captures it. And then uh it does escape and jumps on several people, like in Venom 2. It's kind of hopping from one person to another to get where it needs to get. Okay. And then there's the classic um in Web of Spider-Man number one, which has this beautiful Charles Vest cover, uh, which is a comic I own as well, uh, which is fairly rare. A, I found I found it in like a back bin and in um in Blackpool somewhere. And it was it was like a tenor, so I was like, that's a pretty good deal because this will hopefully mm. get some, make some money for me in, in later years. Um, it's probably not worth that much to be honest at this point, 11, but no. <laughs> yeah. But we have a very weird issue where Spider-Man fights the Vulturions which are like rip-off versions of the Vulture and using the same technology. Right. Um, but but within that story the symbiote gets back on him and he's trying to take it off. He's trying to rip it off and ends up in the very iconic church tower where he realizes the weakness for the, um, you know, he already knew the weakness was sound or fire, but uh, also just knocks the bell. And then we get that very iconic scene. And I actually also interviewed the guy who inked that issue and and oh. kind of um so it's uh, keith williams who i interviewed at oldham comic-con 2 um and uh and yeah it was uh it was really interesting to hear his story and behind the scenes of of how this was creative and how iconic that scene has now become in every in every iteration of venom story it's always the 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 church clock tower the mm. bell going off and everything that's you know totally iconic and obviously seemingly kills this symbiote it, goes away, it seems to dissipate, but unbeknownst to Spider-Man below, a man who is considering killing himself because of Spider-Man, Eddie Brock, a reporter who mm. who uh, in the original comics there was a, a classic story online which I love called The Death of Gene DeWolf, which features a character called the Eater. Who um, who is a guy who was going around and basically shooting people with a shotgun. Um, nice. And he's a, just a mad bastard. Uh, it's also the same storyline where Daredevil learns Spider-Man's identity and vice versa. Oh, okay. It's a pretty classic issue. But Eddie Brock doesn't make an appearance in that storyline. But retroactively, uh, there was a copycat in the story who, uh, who was like, I'm the Sin Eater. It's me. And he wasn't. But Eddie Brock got an exclusive interview with him. And was like, yes, I've got, I've got this. This is, uh, this is, uh, I've got this exclusive. And it turned out because he was fake that he lost his job, um, you know. And it was all Spider-Man's fault for capturing the real sinita Right. Um, so that he's uh, a devout Catholic, Eddie Brock, and he is very religious. Uh, he's he was abused. His dad's violent, and I think an alcoholic as well. Um, so he decides. I'm just going to end it. I've, I've, he divorces his wife, or his wife divorces him rather. And he's like, I'm just going to kill myself, which is, is not something that happens in the jokey film. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> exactly, no. not the, the very goofy film, but no. And and then we get the symbiote goes directly on uh, Eddie Brock and we see uh, an evil version of, of Venom. And this is only revealed in three uh, issue 300, um, but the first few appearances of a shadowy figure trying to push peter in front of a train and various other things that's oh, when yeah. the creation of venom comes into some dispute and uh, with things like that happening um but uh obviously his spider sense doesn't go off so it's implied that that is venom because he's wearing the symbiote mm. um and because the symbiote because it was bonded to peter does not set off his spider sense which adds another level of danger to that original character right, okay and because of that there's a they Early on they play a lot with the kind of stalker, almost slasher elements of the character, Hmm. because he can just he can go anywhere, be anywhere without Spider-Man knowing. So he goes to like meet, he goes to hang. Yeah, very creepy, very stalker-like. And he hangs like washing up with Aunt May and goes, Oh, I'm I'm your friend. You know, this is your friend, Eddie Brock. And he's like, We're not mates, get away from my family, don't come near me. And that's I think that's where the kind of arch villain Aspects comes from, and so we and we've talked before with Shazam. We talked about the dark versions, dark mirror images of the hero, and Venom is absolutely that because he's he, he looks the same, has the same abilities, but he's got that what, the the greatest reveal they had for him in that first appearance in that issue was that Mary he comes into Mary Jane's apartment and Peter's apartment, mm. and she's like, "Oh, Peter, you're here. I love you. Oh, you're you're alive. It's so good to see you." And he's in the black costume, and he's like, obviously, he's a little bit bulkier, but then. The evil grin grows as the panel, like there's three panels and that grin just grows. And then you go, that's not Peter. And then the next issue, she is in absolute bits. And when they were married for the longest time, Mary Jane said, I don't ever want to see that black costume again. The cloth version, the real version, never again. Go back to the red and blue because it traumatized her that much. And it was a similar thing for Black Cat because she got beaten up by by Venom when he was mistaken for Spider Man again, um, and she was traumatized as well. But yeah, some some really dark and disturbing yeah, imagery. Yeah. He he murders a few people, like he murders some guards in the vault by suffocating them with the symbiote, and some really dark and disturbing things. And I think that's why people expected a darker Venom or like mm. a an R rated Venom, but. I said this, um I did a podcast with Mike not so long ago about maximum carnage and absolute carnage. We discussed a, a few of those things. But a lot of a lot of Venom's comics early on were pretty goofy. So that's kind of that is kind of what the the tone of those uh comics, not maybe the initial appearances, but when they was sliding into kind of anti-hero status because of his popularity. Right. Um that's that's kind of what happened. But as a young reader, those those first kind of few appearances I had in graphic novel form. I think it was Spider-Man versus Venom and Venom returns, Spider-Man Venom returns. I read them religiously. Like they came apart. I read them so much. Uh, I love the character. I've, I've always enjoyed that. Um, I'm a nineties kid. I'm a nineties bitch. So, you know, that, that's kind of my love it, love it or loathe it. That's my era of comics. That's kind of, you know, I love the 80s stuff and earlier as well, 70s, 60s in its own way, but I'm still I'm still a nineties bitch. Um, so I'll always come, come back to that. And and yeah, I think the, the character was kind of revolutionary in a way. Um, you know, he, I, I think he did unfortunately suffered from many uh, many characters did in the 90s of overexposure. Like, we didn't need five Punisher titles, um, no, <laughs> of, of him just shooting criminals. Like, nobody wants that. We didn't need five Wolverine titles or five Spider Man titles. You know, there's that's a major problem, I think, for for when something you know is popular, it just yeah. gets absolutely rinsed until it's not good anymore. <laughs> and You're like, <laughs> we need a break from this character, so yeah. But, um, Venom is you know that. Like I said, that that negative anger and, and mm. negative emotions coming through that happened in the '90s animated uh, series because they knew obviously because they were like we're going to introduce the black suit, we're going to introduce Venom, so they they added that layer of of and like Venom coming from a um, from space coming from, you know cutting out the Secret Wars stuff and just coming from a shuttle and John uh-huh. Jameson is the guy who brings him down again. That came from the animated series as well. Um, and in that, they made there a, a bit of a closer connection um, to Parker by having him uh, work. Brock worked at the Bugle, worked for Jameson, worked uh, with him. He was a, and again, that's in the film, that's in Spider-Man mm. Three, that's in all the other interpretations. So it's quite um, that that version, that animated '90s version of Venom, is quite influential in in further you know, versions of that character outside of the comics. Um, And there's been a major expansion recently with Null and the symbiotes and, you know, so many symbiote characters now. I think Marvel overdo it a little bit with their symbiotes and symbiote events and Venom. And there's been loads of different Venoms for a lot of good. So we were talking about how Brock was, like, deeply Catholic. Mm. Um, He contracted cancer due to the symbiote. Oh, right, so the symbiote okay. couldn't heal him from the cancer for some reason. I can't I can't remember exactly why, but that became a, a big storyline, a big plot point. And then he he put the symbiote up for auction. <laughs> so <laughs> so some symbi- okay. he sold to some gangsters. They put it up for auction. He killed himself. So he cut his wrists, killed himself. Um that's such a dark topic. Yeah. <laughs> And he sold it to some gangsters and it went on a mobster and then the Venom suit decided it wasn't a, a good uh, host. So just jumped off him as he fell off for like a building and died. <laughs> yes. But then it went on uh, Mac Gargan, who is known primarily as the Scorpion, another Spider-Man villain. And then it was on him for years. Uh, and he he cannibalized a lot of people during that point, and uh, and ate a lot of people. But yeah, for a very 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 long time, it it certainly wasn't Brock. And there was a really good um, this really good issue where where Brock is actually still alive and still dying of cancer, and Aunt May is in the hospital. I think it's back in black. There's a storyline where Spider Man gets. He gets darker, and because Aunt May's been shot, he's right. getting more like he's more angsty. So he's like, "I am going to wear the black costume again. Oh, I know, I know, MJ hates it, but I am going to wear it because I need it." Oh. Um, there's some great issues during that that section of the comic that that run, um, and one of the best ones was Venom is still actually alive. It's revealed he survived, but he's still suffering from cancer, and he learns that Aunt May's in the hospital, right? And even though the symbiote is with him, he still hears that voice in his head so like a split personality so he doesn't have any powers he's obviously he's dying of cancer and he goes in and he's going to he's going to smother aunt may he's going to kill her and uh, and he even get he even someone he buys like a version of his black suit which doesn't really fit cuz obviously he's very emaciated and thin mm. and and that that voice is convincing him still to to act on it a bit. and he's and he's questioning it obviously cuz he becomes an anti-hero he sees he's obvi- he's obviously like a psychopath <laughs> but he believes that anybody else outside of Spider-Man is mostly innocent. Like you see his innocence, but because Spider-Man ruined his life. Yeah. I do recommend, um, they do kind of a retroactive origin for him called dark origin. I do recommend that the art is fantastic and it kind of ties all the disparate elements of his origin together a bit more. Um, and makes it a bit more of a, uh, there's a bit more of a consistent through line that kind of adds, uh, layers to what Ven- Venom would become later on. It's kind of like Venom year one, basically. Right. Okay. Um, so I do recommend that. But yeah, so there are some kind of dark and disturbing uh, stories. But Venom actually got cured of his cancer. And out of that, he developed a symbiote out of his blood called Anti Venom. And he became Anti Venom. Ha <laughs> uh, <laughs> ha 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 yeah yeah it's uh it's a thing it's a thing yeah Lo- love it or loathe it it's a thing and and when he touches spider-man spider-man starts to like die so that was one of his powers or, or he takes his powers away i can't remember it's one of those things right um and then the venom obviously the symbiote venom went on from Matt gargan who i think did he die as well maybe no, I think he's still alive, but he became the Scorpion again because he still has those inherent powers um, to him outside of having a symbiote. And Flash Thompson, so uh, Peter's friend and original mm. bully, uh, went off and fought in Iraq, lost both of his legs, uh, became an alcoholic, and you know he's got his various problems. But the the military decide he's the best person to wear. Because he loves being, he wants to be a Spider-Man. He he's always idolized that character and wants to be him. So they give him the symbiote, and that obviously gives him, grows him some legs, you know, symbiote legs, and allows him to be a superhero. And he goes on these missions, and then uh, that's kind of called Agent Venom. So he he became that version of the character, and that's probably one of my favorite runs. And. Obviously, he's not the original Venom, but it's really interesting to see where he goes. He goes on into space and becomes a space knight, um, which is another series. Right. It's crazy, the whole thing. But then eventually, they, when the movie was coming out, they bring back Eddie Brock, and that's the main Venom. And that's the Venom everyone knows and mm. everybody loves. Um, but I, I was very fond of the Flash Thompson version, and I do recommend that that run of his character. Um, but yeah, there's again, there's loads of symbiotes, loads of versions of Venom, I'm probably, you know, telling people stuff they already know to be honest but um it's a he's a really interesting character and has a really interesting history behind the scenes you know creatively um but yeah I, I love his backstory and he's he's always been a a fascinating unique character if he's mm. played for the darkness or it's played for laughs you know it he, he works as a character and that's why his popularity is so enduring that's why he's had two very successful films even though a lot of people didn't critically like them, they have been very successful and have led to spin-offs like Morbius and more coming down mm. the line potentially. But yeah, Venom is is uh, a, a mainstay of the Marvel Universe and again a very '90s character.
0: Yeah, was not expecting it to be that dark. That's, it sounds like it's kind of a, it's almost an excuse for them to try some other things outside of the little friendly Spider-Man mm-hmm. thing.
1: Yeah, like there's it, a lot of the violence and the murders and things are implied. Mm. And again, it's not these. Some of these stories aren't your friendly neighborhood walk the type stories. Um, but I, I, I've always appreciated when Spider-Man goes a bit dark because you know things are serious. He stop. He stops mm, telling jokes. True. So like you get your Craven's Last Hunt and he's not telling jokes. So it's the like it's almost like the stakes have been upped a little bit because mm. he's not. It's not as jokey and as fun as he normally is. Uh, and that's shows in his character which which i always appreciate within the comic tv show cartoon um and like spectacular spider-man is a great cartoon a great version of venom as well um you know the animate the original 90s animated show um some great interpretations of that character and video games as well mm. um you know he pops up and and they all—they're all pretty similar. The, t- the takes on them. Even anti-venoms appeared <laughs> in a uh, in a video game. So there you go. And obviously, I've talked about Carnage. I've, I've not really talked about Carnage that much because we talk about it uh, on my show. So go over and listen to that. Um, and if you want to know more about Carnage and a bit more about Venom in, in links to that character, but, but yeah, Venom is a is a thing. Uh, quite a big thing in the old yeah. Spider-Man universe. Crazy. He's, he's even got his own events now. So there's like Venomized, Venomverse. You know, there's like there's like events that you know symbiotes have gone on everybody from the Hulk to Captain America to Wolverine. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole Crazy. thing.
0: Why do you think it's? Why do you think that Venom has kind of taken over so much? What do you think is about
1: the character? I think maybe having something that's a bit more kind of metal. It's kind of mm. like a metal idea. It's like an evil Spider-Man with a big and i also think there's there's a lot of like alien and aliens in it as well you know that that he's got the jaw he's got the big teeth he's got big tongue Mm. you know i think i think there's that element of that the horror being infused into into spider-man more than it ever had before Mm. but there's been obviously there's kind of horror elements they've danced with but i think venom is the first time they've gone no this is going to be a horror villain this is a you know It's the early '90s. Horror is really booming. You've got all these sequels and slasher movies, and you know your Freddy versus Jasons, your your Chucky's, and I think that's a big genre that we wanted to tap into without actively. Showing the violence, so there's very, there's very, there's very good ways that they edit around. They obviously imply a lot of violent and dark and disturbing things. Mm. And as comics grow, they mature and they can show a bit more and tell a bit more of those kind of elements. But I think it was that first thing of like comics being Marvel comics, you know, a very you know family friendly kind of uh, business starting to going a bit more edgy with their stuff you know this is after like watchman the dark knight returns where comics are going to a, in a more adult um mm. realm and telling more like not necessarily showing or te- you know you're not gonna see spider-man having sex or something like that but you'll you know uh, not directly anyway but you'll you know they're trying to tell more adult stories more adult themes being explored in comics and i think venom was a big part of that as well. Um, mm. And I think that's how that's how it changed. And again, I think he was a he's a product of the times. I think absolutely all those influences are are feeding in, and and I think Carnage, even more so is a product of the time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think that's probably what those kind of things that were happening in pop culture at the time. Um, yeah. I think that's why he came out and and kind of caught on as well as he did. Wow.
0: Blimey. Well, I've certainly learned a lot there. (laughs) I was not expecting all that on this nice cheery film. Right. Fair enough. So sort of a key, a key issue to look out for would be the, the origin story.
1: Yeah, Venom: Dark Origin, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, that that'll uh, that's your best kind of starting point, I think, if you want to if you want to get a better idea about the character and and again, it's quite dark and and very like you know, there's like symbiote cocoons and all sorts of weird stuff. But it it ties all of those disparate elements of the origin together in a nice, nice, smart, really beautiful looking miniseries. Cool, amazing!
0: Thank you so much. Uh, pleasure. Yeah. My mind's a bit
1: blown by that one. I was not expecting all that. I thought, oh, this would be a nice fun one. (laughs) No, it's dark and disturbing, much much as the recesses of my brain.
0: (laughs) Well, if you would like to see more of the dark recesses of Dan's brain, do check out his podcast, Spider Dan and the Secret Balls. And we have just learned a lot of the information about why it is called what it is. So there you go. That yeah, was a, a two for in that episode. You learn about Venom, and you learn about Dan. What more do you need?
1: Absolutely, and there is a Spider-Man and the Secret Wars comic. If you want to go check that out as well, and it's just a, I think it's like a, a young readers version of Secret Wars again, just condensed into a mini series. Oh, cool, brilliant, even better, smashing. Uh, yeah, you can find all of Dan's
0: linky links in the show notes uh, if I remember. I will try and get a link from you for your chat about Carnage. We'll put that in there as well. Um, if I haven't done that, use the links in the show notes to send me a message to tell me that I've forgotten to do that, and I'll uh, I'll sort that out. Um, yeah, if you want to know any more about any of the characters that Dan has mentioned, send your questions, your details, your pokes, your prods in. Dan, thank you so much. I'm going to go and have a look at some Venom
1: do it. Da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. <laughs>